0: Hey everyone, happy Thursday, welcome back to another episode of Kindest Regards. I actually just thought it's probably not smart for me to say happy Thursday at the beginning of episodes, right? Because what if you guys aren't listening to this on a Thursday, but oh well, it comes out on a Thursday, so happy Thursday or whatever day you guys um, big episode today as always, I asked you guys some topics this week as normal to see what you guys were wanting to hear from me about this week and I actually had, normally the, there's an array of different topics and there's not a ton of overlap but there actually was a lot of overlap this week so I thought let's just let's just tackle them. The first one is a bit of fluff but it's basically hair tips. Um, I don't by any means think of myself as an expert on hair or that I somehow have it all figured out when it comes to hair because I totally don't. But I do have some questions about, sorry, guys, I should have put my phone on silent. That is a rookie mistake. Anyway, <laughs> um, I do have it sort of a routine i guess in the sense that i have found sort of some holy grail products and the way that i do my hair is pretty much exactly the same all the time i'm not really one to mix it up so i'm happy to share what i do and maybe you guys can get some tips and tricks uh then i'm going to be diving into something a little bit more juicy i'm basically gonna have a segment on dating advice which is a little bit weird, I think, for me to be talking about dating because obviously I'm engaged and it's a little bit weird to go back and talk about your dating life, but I just feel like I have a lot to say. I have a ton of advice, I guess, and things that I experienced from relationships before Tom and also being single, so I'm happy to share some dating advice and tips that I... I guess not learnt it sounds like a process but you know like things you found out during a phase of dating and then to end the pod I'm gonna just talk about dressing for the weekends being casual is not my strongest point but I'm trying to get better and I think I've mastered some wardrobe essentials for the weekend so stay tuned okay jumping right into it hair styling hair tips I don't know what to call this segment but stuff about my hair that I'm going to share with you guys just for a little bit of context on my hair I'm obviously brunette but I don't really dye it at all I can't remember the last time I dyed my hair so the color of it on like my Instagram I guess or my TikTok is just my natural color so I can't shed any sort of tips on what to ask for at the hairdresser color-wise, but yeah, it's just sort of a, I don't know, hazelnutty brown. It's sort of like a lighter brown, I guess. Um, in terms of dyeing it, I'm probably never going to go another color I did dye it a few times in high school I think it was like later in high school and I had some just horror stories I went like goth black for a minute there not really by choice I wanted to go like a dark dark brown but I did it out of the box at home like as we all have done at some point in our lives and I automatically regretted it and my mom was not happy with me um but we've all done it we've all stupidly dyed our hair out of box dye and I do not recommend it. It never turns out right, really for me anyway, unless you're like touching up your roots or something, which uh, like I think is easy and you can totally do. But I think when you're going for a whole new look, (laughs) definitely don't do it out of the box. But yeah, I think I'm probably gonna be brunette for my entire life. Um my entire family is pretty much blonde, but I am definitely darker than everyone else naturally um I wore a blonde wig for Halloween and it was just oh I can't even describe to you how much of not a vibe it was like obviously it suited the costume but like tragic like it's so bad it was just awful like there wasn't a single thing about being blonde that suited me there was nothing about it now obviously like the wig was platinum blonde so if I went blonde I'd probably do a warmer look but I just don't see it for me Tom hated it like absolutely loathed it couldn't wait for me to get that wig off and I literally took it off halfway through the party because I was like it's a no for me because a wigs are uncomfortable but also I like jump scared myself just looking at myself blonde. So it's a no from me. Um, In terms of my cut, just if you were curious, I actually got my hair done recently and I got some much shorter layers at the front just to give my hair a little bit of body. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's just because it's the layers are much shorter than I'm used to. But I think it's just because it's new that I'm not used to the haircut yet, and I just like need to figure out how to style it. But I do quite like the bounciness of it. Obviously, that look is very in, like having layers and bounce and like that kind of very natural, healthy look. And that's definitely what I go for. I get layers throughout my whole hair. Um, it's probably like. At boob level, I guess my hair at the moment. Um, I'm probably never gonna let it go really long again. Um, I think for me, I have like quite a round face. I think it's most flattering when it's a little bit shorter uh, rather than letting it go too long. And also, like, my hair just looks so dead, I can't style it when I let it go for too long. So I do like a good, healthy cut. Um, in terms of products I don't know if this is going to be like of particular help for anyone because obviously everyone has very different hair I'm not one of those people that can not wash their hair for a week and have it look good I'm probably an every other day hair wash girl I've tried really hard not to be like that and to sort of wean myself off of washing it so much but I feel like even just having one day of my hair out, I feel like it gets oily or it just doesn't look as good and then I want to wash it. So it's a bit of a vicious cycle. But at the moment, I've been using sun bum shampoo and conditioner mainly because I'm going in the sun a little bit more. We're getting some warmer weather and I am just conscious that my hair does get lighter naturally and I want to protect it. UV wise, so Sunbum is really good for that. So, if you are looking for something to sort of introduce to your hair care routine in the summer, that's a really good brand for that. In terms of styling products, I use the Oh, just quickly, like touching on more of the shampoo conditioner as well. I do use the Olaplex number 3. It's sort of like a mask bonding treatment. I think I do that like once a week. Maybe not even. Like maybe once every 10 days. Um, And I do notice a difference. I feel like breakage happens a little slower when I use that product. Um, It does have that sort of fresh hair feeling when I use Olaplex. I know it's a little bit exy, but... It really is worth it in my opinion in terms of styling products i use a sea salt spray from bondi boost i take that to the beach actually because i find like once i go in the water and then i spray it it just like has that full-on beach look which i love it sort of allows your hair to dry with like a bit of body and like some waves that look a little bit put together rather than i have naturally quite straight hair so it doesn't dry with any curl or anything like that but you add a little bit of sea salt spray and it does have body and texture which i quite like so if you are someone who is a little bit like me and has hair on the naturally straighter side that might be a good product to introduce because it does give you a little bit of bounce I also have been using the Bondi Boost heat protectant. That is now like a non-negotiable for me. I find I get my hair cut every probably two months, a little bit more. And I've been, when I first started going to this hairdresser, I would go for a trim and it like really, really needed it, if that makes sense. Like Once I got there, it was like, yeah you need it. You like you need a trim. Like I when I recently got my hair cut, even the hairdresser was like, your hair's in really good nick and I genuinely think that. And then obviously you need to get less cut off because it's not dead, but I really think it's because I've been using a heat protectant. I was so slack for so long and now I'm religious about it even before I just dry my hair with a hairdryer, I will always put heat protectant in. But more specifically, if you're curling it or straightening it, it's just a non-negotiable. It's insane how much of a difference heat protectant makes. I used to think it was kind of like a gimmick, like it was one of those things that sort of you felt like you had to buy, but it really is, It it it's a game changer. I saw a TikTok as well not that long ago where it showed you under like some heat light what your hair looks like if you use heat protectant and what it doesn't look like when it's actually getting heat on it. And it's kind of like those um, sort of UV lights where they show you skin that uses sunscreen and skin that doesn't. Honestly, d- don't skip the heat protectant in the long term. I think it really does help your hair as well. Um, next up, I use an Oribe texturizer. I hope I'm pronouncing that brand right, Oribe. I'm not sure, but O-R-I-B-E. I I use a texturizing spray and I also use their finishing gel. Really like that. Um, It does give a lot of body. Also a little bit more on the expensive side. I'm sure there are cheaper dupes out there, but I do like their products. I use American Crew gel most of the time. Full disclaimer, I didn't actually buy that. That was Tom's gel. He uses a different one now, but he still had like a full pot. And I was like, let me try this. And I never would have bought it because it's not a brand I'd ever heard of. And I don't even think it's like marketed at women. I'm not hundred percent sure, but it has really, really good hold. And for that sort of slick, clean look, like a bun or a slick pony, that is, it's really, really good. I also recommend for getting that really well done manicured slick hair the trick for me is getting one of those hair brushes. they're really dense they're not like normal hair brushes. they've got really really short bristles and they're really tight together i think i have mine's from priceline or chemist warehouse i think it's lady jane and it's really really dense and it's like i don't know how to describe it it's you run it over your hair and it just makes everything flat I might try and find out the name and like put it in the show notes or something, but it's a, it's a specific type of hairbrush and it just, yeah, makes the world's biggest difference. And then I, in terms of, this is not going to be particularly helpful, but I may as well put it in, in terms of hair, like styling, like Tools, I guess, that I use. I have a really, really old GHD. I actually think it was my sister's GHD, and I've never needed to buy a new one. It has just been ride or die. I curl my hair with that GHD. I straighten my hair with that GHD. I also, more commonly, my sort of go to hair is to flick it inward, that sort of very like bouncy look with all the layers flicked in. I just use GHD on the ends. It's complete. Like, it's the best hair tool I've ever used. The only other thing I love are hot rollers. I know the roller trend is, like, a big thing where you'll kind of dry your hair, make it warm, and then put these rollers in. And I just it seems like such a faff to me i know that sounds stupid but like it seems like such a process to like heat the hair and then roll it and make sure it's clipped in like there is a thing called hot rollers where you plug it in all the rollers heat up and then you just put the rollers in and clip them in like it's the easiest thing in the world you don't need to like heat your hair hopefully it's hot enough roll it up yourself like use these little bitty clips like hot rollers are so good and they go in hot and then you just leave it in for like half an hour as you're doing your makeup or before you go out wherever you're going and it's done it's just so easy my mom brought me up on hot rollers she still uses them and she has like the best hair ever but hot rollers are amazing i also just use an old hair dryer i have no tips for hair dryers i don't have any dyson air wrap or dyson products for my hair um I don't think I'll ever invest. I've heard too many mixed reviews to spend $800 on a curler. I just, I had some people say it's a game changer and some people say that the curls don't hold. So it just, I don't know guys. I don't think it's worth the money. I know that's controversial, but I just think, I mean, nah, it's just, it's not worth it for me. If It'd have to be like a slam dunk for every hair type to invest at that level. And I'm just, I'm not willing to. And then just to wrap up, I know I've spoken about this on a previous episode, but I do take JS Health hair and energy vitamins, which is the only vitamin I've ever taken for hair where I've noticed a difference and swear on my life, noticed a difference. I also molt something terrible. Like I, I will go in the shower and I swear half my hair comes out and it doesn't look any different. And I'm like, how does, how does that work? But when I'm on those vitamins, my hair doesn't come out nearly as much. And I don't know if that's a coincidence or I'm not sure, but I think probably not, and I absolutely love those. So if you are looking to invest in a hair vitamin, that's one that I swear by. Guys, I just realized I ranted on for about 15 minutes about my hair. Like, how I, I thought that was going to be the hardest topic for me to faff on about, and you couldn't shut me up. So hectic. You just never know what like rants you're going to go on when you record a podcast. Anyway, jumping into the next segment is dating advice, I guess. I'm not sure what to call this segment either because it's sort of a weird one, but I'm just going to talk about my experience with dating and sort of some lessons I learned throughout the process when I was single. And yeah, we'll see where it takes us. But just a disclaimer, obviously, I am engaged. I've been engaged for, oh God, that's bad, 10 months. <laughs> um got engaged in January. We've been together for a couple of years. Before that, uh, just to give context, I had a long-term relationship from about 18 to 21. And then from about 21 to, I don't know, a couple of years before I met Tom, I was single and I absolutely loved being single. I think coming out of a long-term relationship that was not great, I guess would be the best way of putting it. It was pretty toxic. I think it was just a breath of fresh air. Everything that I needed for my self-confidence, for growth, to understand what I want in a relationship, what I don't want in a relationship was just... It, it was just everything I needed and more. And I think that that's something that I didn't really expect. I thought I was very much a relationship girl. And I and I am, but I really think no matter what, every girl should go through a single period in their 20s where they really explore being single, being alone, being okay in your own company Um, having self-confidence outside the validation of a relationship. And I think that that was what ultimately made me feel like I was in a position to make a really good judgment about whoever I met next and whatever my my next relationship was going to be. Obviously, I didn't know that it was going to be like my person, but that I think is just luck. But yeah, I think that that single period I dated... A lot. I loved it though. I wasn't super attached on finding a boyfriend or, you know, my husband or anything like that. I had probably a year and a half to two years of just dating, loving it. I went on Bumble. I met a ton of lovely guys. I actually speak really highly of a lot of the guys that I dated during that period obviously I don't keep in touch with any of them because that would be weird but I just mean like I had a lot of guys in that period that were just nice to date like I'm not saying I was dating heaps of people but the people that I met in that period you know it was nice to like go out for dinner be wined and dined a little bit like have interesting conversation meet nice people obviously not every person is you know you're gonna actually end up dating in any like long-term capacity but I felt like it was just good for my confidence not even from these guys but for myself like I was really enjoying the process and coming out of a long-term relationship I really think that's probably I don't know I think it's necessary I think if I'd gone into like my cave and like dwelled on it and been grim about it it would have been really different but I actually like straight away was really relieved and happy and I was straight back on the horse loved dating it was very very fun I think during the end of my dating period before I met Tom I was definitely picking the wrong kind of guys almost deliberately because I think I wasn't looking for anything serious and I really was enjoying being single and I think I was ready to start putting out vibes of being like okay i'm ready for like i'm ready for another relationship if i was to meet someone i'm ready to go down that path again whereas i think i'd been really enjoying being single and i hadn't hit that point yet i think it was literally and i know it's crazy but i really do believe that you like manifest things I would say that it was like a month, six weeks before I met Tom that I'd literally had that kind of conversation with my friends and myself being like, okay, like I think I'm I think I'm think ready for my next relationship. And then I met Tom and I just think sometimes what you put down gets picked up, I guess. Like I was definitely in the years prior not manifesting a relationship and I was very much enjoying being single. So I think subconsciously, i was picking guys and being drawn to guys who were also not looking for that and it was allowed me to not get stuck in another relationship i guess so then when i did actively start putting out a different vibe i think that was i don't know the universe going yep you're ready we're done we're done with this phase but I think throughout this dating process in my 20s, I think dating when you're like in high school or 17 or 18 looks so, so different to dating as more of an adult in your early 20s. You have, I think, a better gauge. You have a better judgment. I'm honestly grateful for my any any relationship that I've had long or short that I had before meeting Tom because it I can't explain to you like the lessons that I learned and obviously because they didn't work out you learn more about what you don't want because they're not you know very compatible for you clearly because you're not with them but honestly like I speak highly in not necessarily of the relationships but I like I'm grateful for them I'm just I don't see any failed relationship as, like, a failure. I'm like, that's great. Thank, like, thank you for, like, that journey. I learned a lot. And I don't think I would appreciate how incredible Tom is and how lucky I am to have found him and this, like, how great our relationship is and the dynamic and how healthy it is if I hadn't been in dynamics that weren't like that. And obviously, you don't have that perspective when you're in it. It just feels like crap (laughs) but when you're out of it and you do have some time and then you do find your person I think uh, it's just it all makes sense why you went through that so that you were gonna really appreciate and be grateful when you do find that person I think some of my top tips that I got out of dating or even relationships before this was to be honest with yourself like that can be really hard but don't settle like you know if something's right and it doesn't matter how many times you tell yourself oh like it could get better or blah blah blah. it won't and it doesn't and sometimes someone is just wrong for you and if you've been dating them for a little while or you're stuck in a bad relationship just get out like there are too many fish in the sea there's no need to stick around waiting for someone to see your worth and see your value like bye I'm sorry there's like someone out there that's gonna see it without you needing to feel like you've got to prove it all the time and that's just it's hectic I ever even had that perspective but I know that so many people do and just know your worth don't settle be honest with what you want and yourself and if it's not working just get out And while you're dating, like, enjoy yourself. Put yourself out there. I've got a lot of single friends and there's something so exciting about watching people be single and be like, yeah, like, go out, enjoy it. Put yourself out there. The amount of frogs you have to go through to get to your prince, like, it's all good. Just enjoy the process of dating. Once you're not dating anymore, it's done. You know, the journey's over. Just enjoy the process of dating. It's not meant to be that deep. It is meant to be fun. And I think when you do... If you find, you know, a person you want to spend the rest of your life with, great, but just enjoy the process as you're going through it. It's a real learning experience. I think you learn a lot about yourself through dating and I think sometimes the narrative of it is like, oh, I'm just like dating, blah, blah, blah. And I get that, but try and reframe the perspective of it a little bit and try and find like the humor and the joy in dating. If you have a couple of dud dates or you have... 20 dud dates it doesn't really matter like just enjoy it it's you learn something out of every single one of them and eventually you won't be dating anymore and it'll all be over so try your absolute hardest to enjoy dating while you are for the last segment this isn't going to be a super long one but i do think that it does provide a little bit I think it's helpful I guess it provides a bit of guidance around casual dressing which I don't know about you guys but like I suck at being casual like I would so much rather just go hard I'm I have so much stuff in my wardrobe that is dressy, and I love getting dressed up. Like, I love putting on a nice dress. I love wearing heels. I love all that. And I'm never the girl that cares that much if she's overdressed. Like, I would s- so much rather be overdressed than underdressed. I would rather be the dressiest person in the room than feel like I should have tried harder. That is just my worst nightmare, and it will never happen because this is not who I am. <laughs> but obviously, there are times where dressing casual is appropriate. Like, if you're going to the pub, Or a low-key dinner or a lunch or something like a brunch with the girls you don't need to be like you don't need to be glam to the nines you might not be wearing much makeup it's a casual kind of event i would say there are a few things that i have learnt through like curating looks putting some effort into certain more casual looks i've definitely put it more at the forefront Of my mind to try and embrace being a little bit more casual. But some tips that I find allow you to still have an elevated, put together. Basic look is accessories. That has been a game changer for me. I could put on a pair of blue jeans, some trainers or like cute flats, a white singlet, a white t shirt, black singlet, black t shirt, or like a loose linen shirt, something really, really simple that doesn't have any like bright color or anything that's particularly interesting about it, but it's comfortable, it's casual. And then all of a sudden you go, okay. What, what's missing? Belts. Belts are like a game changer, guys. I don't, I, there were years that went by where I didn't look at a single belt. I, d- I don't even know where my belts were in my closet. Now, almost every other day, I'm reaching for a belt. I recently just bought some new belts. Um, they're on the way. I'm so excited about belts. I just didn't see this for me, <laughs> but. I honestly think that they have the ability to completely elevate a look and tie it together. If you've got like some, you know, light brown shoes, like, you know, slip-ons, they could be like flats or like sandals, they could be little heels, and then you've just got a similar shade belt with your jeans, a blazer, like perfect. That all of a sudden makes the whole look look more put together, Jewelry, Obviously, it's a no-brainer, but chuck some gold hoops, layer some bracelets, layer some necklaces. All of a sudden, everything looks a little bit more put together. I always wear a watch, throw a watch on. I have a million watches, but throw a watch on. I think shoes, bags, invest in some nice bags. I'm not saying they have to be like designer or thousands of dollars, obviously, but I'm just saying invest in some nice bags that you love, They don't have to be expensive, but bags that are versatile, they go with a lot of different outfits. Um, You can wear them in a bunch of different contexts. They're kind of colors that aren't going to disrupt the look so they could be more neutral black white cream something along those lines it even could be like a navy something like that nothing crazy and all of a sudden you've got this really put together basic look I'd say like top pieces would be like blazers jeans loose pants some basic tees basic singlets I just off the top of my head I got two singlets recently up in Avalon by assembly label i got it in white and black they're just really like slightly thicker strapped singlets they're not like midriffs they go past your tummy you can tuck them in wear them with a belt they're like the perfect thickness they look really put together they're not kind of like that cheap fabric they've got like some thickness to it so it does look like a more luxe expensive vibe don't get me wrong for a singlet i think they were like 40 bucks each you know, you could find cheaper singlets, but I think that they look cheap sometimes and that can sort of throw off the put together casual vibe. But they are some of my tips for dressing for the weekend or dressing casually. Basically, it all comes down, in my opinion, to accessorizing and that can elevate a really basic look and give it a super, super luxe feel. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening as always. I think I realized the other week that we have listeners from over 60 countries, which just blows my mind. I can't even begin to describe how grateful I am. And I wish I could thank each and every one of you. But as always, feel free to reach out on the Kindest Regards pod Instagram or my Instagram, Katherine Ray Robinson. I love talking to you guys and feel free to let me know what you'd like to hear on future episodes. But have a great rest of your week, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.